Hey, before we jump into the podcast, there's an event I'm co-creating I'm super excited about. It's called the Light Leaders Council, and it's for people who are passionate about leveraging cryptocurrencies to create better systems for the new us and help the ascension of our planet. More concretely, we're looking for 144 light leaders to join that council. To join, you buy an NFT made by Jake Cobrin, psychedelic artist that's been on the podcast too. And we will together look at what new systems we can create. Maybe it will lead to a token, a decentralized organization. And yeah, that's for people who really align with these values of um, using technology to create those better systems and especially blockchain technology. So if that sounds like you, you can find more information on thelightleaders.org slash council, C-O-U-N-C-I-L. Hi, and welcome to this new episode of The Light Leaders. Today, I'm with Martin Richfeld. He's active in areas like music, sound healing, gong playing, dancing and yoga on the more spiritual side, but also in IT and software development on the other side. And Martin's approach to everything he does is in a holistic way, bringing in different solution-oriented modalities. Today, specifically, we'll talk about privacy in the context on, of uh, being online. So I'm super excited to have you today, Martin. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And my first question to you is, what are you grateful for today? I'm actually grateful for my wife. Mm. Because being with her, having this unity is just something very, very special and dear to me. And I'm grateful for it every day. Beautiful. <laughs> mm, Thank you, Martin. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to give the listener a little bit of context on what we're going to, to talk about, especially. So you have a new course on privacy online. And that's a, a topic that's more and more important, I think, for people with Let's say if I were to sum it up on data collection, um, there are, there's a lot of censorship to start with. So uh, that podcast has been censored, for example, on Instagram and some of my uh, pictures on Facebook too. There's also data collection that uh, big companies use to get you addicted to platform. That can be quite a big challenge and we can talk into uh, more of them, but basically it's become something really important to some people, especially in the conscious movements to, um, to yeah, have more privacy and ownership of our data. So I'm really excited about this conversation. To have a bit of background to start with, I'd love to know what's your greater why? Like what's your vision for the world? <laughs> uh, in a nutshell. And how is, uh, your business and especially that course helping bring that vision into manifestation. Mm -hmm. So my, my core reason of why I'm doing what I'm doing is that I think humanity only has one single problem. And this one single problem, once we solve that, everything will, I don't want to say fall into place, I want to say rise into place. Mm -hmm. So once we, we solve that problem, everything, in my opinion, will rise into place. And it's just that we have lost a connection to our true innate self. And once everyone kind of connects back to that and finds that, I'm pretty sure like all the problems we have, everything is solvable for the good of the 
yeah for, for the for the bigger good and so everything i'm doing is around that my sound healing my gong playing um to kind of give you a little bit of an of, of a glimpse of uh, because the gong is like a very strong instrument and you've experienced it before so it brings you to different dimensions where you where you where your brain is kind of uh, um yeah out of the game and you can really connect back to your core and with it i've studied it uh 20 years ago wow quite long ago <laughs> and i've done a lot of software development over the last almost 20 years and i think it's i was always asking myself i'm going into the spiritual realm now what how to combine it with it but it and the platform that my wife and i a few friends have is called the modern mystics the modern mystics collective and the modern mystic is using technology so bringing the technology part into that with a heart-centered approach of whatever we do online whatever we create making it heart-centered and not money wallet power whatever centered the way it is now um yeah it's a very important part and that's what i want to bring my task is to bring awareness and i'm pretty sure once the awareness is here like there are so many creative minds out there that yeah once the awareness is here we can create a world an online world a digital world that's beneficial for all of us and not just for a handful mm. Yeah, and when we see how powerful the online world is, it's obviously affecting a lot of our physical world today. So that, that's very important. What I'm excited about with having you on the show today also is you're focused on awareness, but also a lot on solutions. And that's mm -hmm. um, also what I want to speak about here, whether it comes to privacy, to the technologies we can use, because I feel like sometimes people focus too much on what's wrong. Mm -hmm. It's good to have the awareness, but also what are we going to do about it? And that's why like uh, some movements in cryptocurrencies or the things that you're doing, people creating better solutions. Mm -hmm. I'd love to know a little bit before we dive into these solutions uh, about, about you, mm -hmm. how you and especially how you got uh, into like why why does privacy matter so much to you why is it so important and also using technology for let's say the greater good mm -hmm. regarding privacy in my opinion privacy and freedom goes hand in hand mm. and it also ties very much in with uh, surveillance because when we are under surveillance and when we are constantly under surveillance we don't behave the way we would normally behave and very simple example is if i'm pointing a camera on you you're making a smiley face even if you don't feel good you're making a smiley face so you're not the way you are when i'm when i when you're under surveillance basically and we everyone came here for a purpose so every soul every person came here for a purpose and to live up to that purpose, to live up to their full potential, we need to be ourselves. And when we are constant under constant surveillance, and the most, there are a lot of, or there were a lot of ideas like long ago that no one wanted to hear. 
but they were the stepping stone for where we are now. Um, and like so many things, I always love to, to use the example of 500 years ago when some small little guy was looking into the universe and saying, you know, the earth is not in the center and it's not flat. And they almost burned him on the stake. And these ideas, we need these ideas. But when we're under constant surveillance to maybe we do something wrong, we don't have these ideas. So the, the evolution is comple completely mm -hmm. uh, stagnant with that. And also exploring whatever you want to explore. You want to like dance your head out in the disco. You want to, with your partner at home, you want to enjoy. You don't want to have someone mm. um, looking at you all the time. And there have been a lot of breaches with IP cameras that were watching in the in the bedrooms. Yeah. So there have been a lot of things happening. And, and we'll get into that. But mm -hmm. before I'm interested also, is there something in your life that made you really want to uh, tackle this, an event, uh, or it just came naturally, gradually? I think, well, it started also at university because we had to choose between different modules. Mm -hmm. And one module was IT security. And I didn't like the other modules, so I chose IT security. <laughs> and IT security was actually very, uh, yeah, very good choice. Mm -hmm. And I really liked everything that we learned. And this was like almost 20 years ago, like mm -hmm. 15 years ago. So there was no iPhone, there was no iPad. Most of the technologies that we're using now, there was no Facebook. Most of the technologies we're using now didn't exist back then. And uh, yeah, it's interesting to see how it evolved, especially mm. from a viewpoint of how it was before. It's really interesting what you shared also about surveillance, because I talked about censorship and how when I'm being surveilled, maybe I'm being um, prevented to do things. And we can talk about social credit systems and all these uh, dystopian uh, things that seem to appear in our, <laughs> in our reality. But the, it's interesting to say that the very fact of feeling you are surveilled is already threatening your freedom in mm -hmm. a way, even without the um, punishment, just the feeling of being watched. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I mean, also, I, I love to use real world examples. So if you're, um, if you're living in a city, in your bedroom, you're closing your curtains, right? At night or when you're like sneaking with your partner, you're closing your curtains. Mm. So if, even if no one is watching, you just want to have your privacy in doing so you can fully express yourself. Mm. And um, yeah, I think we, we, we need this privacy mm. to fully express ourselves. I've had Ole mm -hmm. Damagard on, yes. on this show. <laughs> and I think he shared at an event where you were, he talked about um, actually using the feeling of being surveilled mm. as um, a way to control people, even if probably they don't have that technology. Going as far as saying that Snowden, Edward Snowden, would be controlled opposition, mm. so people feel like they are being surveilled and watched and listened to all the time, even though maybe actually the NSA and the CIA, they don't have these capabilities. Mm -hmm. So I know you can't have all the answers, but what is your, um, what are your thoughts around 
say governments and big corporations actually being able to survey us as much as Edward Snowden says. Mm -hmm. Well, Edward Snowden was a few years ago, so I'm pretty sure in the meantime, and we see that like friends uh, back home in Austria who left their house like a year ago just to go for a walk, they got a message that they are not allowed to leave the house. So it's, there is a lot of surveillance happening, mm. but yeah, as, as with this whole, we quickly talked about the fear producing that's happening mm. at the moment. Mm. So the target is to produce fear. So there are multiple stories. So as, as many people as possible who don't, um, uh, I don't want to say who don't realize the game, who, who, yeah, maybe it's who, who don't realize that it's all about fear because mm -hmm. some fear the vaccine, some fear the virus. So as many stories as you, if you bring many stories out, you, you, you catch a lot of, uh, of people with that. Mm -hmm. And at the end, it's, it's a story and you never know what's really, what's really the outcome. So bringing it back to uh, what Ole said, I think a lot of stories are just created exactly for that reason. But the data that is collected and the artificial intelligence that is using this data and that's kind of fed behind the scenes, that's, that's happening. I mean, the whole, the whole um, uh, what were these two movies we watched together, The, the Big Hack, mm. where they've been in Cambridge Analytica, they used thousands of data points. Mm. And yeah, the social, the social dilemma is also one. They also, these documentaries also on the reveal half of the truth because who is they they never talk who they actually is but um yeah they're showing that there is a lot of data and even if they're only harnessing the data now at some point there will be enough computing power and everything to also process that and i'm pretty sure it's, mm -hmm. it's already possible yeah, that's what i feel a bit too is that there's a lot of collection of data and now the manpower and the state of the AI is probably not powerful enough to really pinpoint everyone who's uh, not behaving well, but that's something that could come quickly. And you, you see it with uh, like the Facebook ads when you, uh, a friend of mine, he, he wanted to um, make a Facebook ad and it was rejected. He was, he was promoting um, his, uh, his book of the high Arctic. So nothing, at least what I think, nothing that would really uh, object mm. the current agenda that's happening. But it got rejected mm. by the AI. There is no one sitting behind yeah. it and like saying there are thousands or millions of ads coming in. And the next time, the same ad, it mm. went through. So it's, it's, and yeah, what the AI is doing with, with us or selecting who is good, who is bad. Yeah. That's why we've, we've both left Facebook. Yes. Yeah. You've even left the whole Facebook ecosystem, including Instagram and WhatsApp. Um, I left WhatsApp. Um, I left uh, Facebook and my wife and I do have kind of an Instagram account together, but it's more for private things. I don't use it. Okay. And I, 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 I don't, I don't have the app installed on my phone. How, how is it to leave WhatsApp, especially living in Bali? Mm -hmm. I feel it would be a little bit hard. 
it was an interesting development because beginning of the year in, in January, when this whole new uh, privacy statement by Facebook uh, or WhatsApp came out, I was, yeah, I said, okay, it's enough for me now. Mm. And I started okay, let, to- let's, let's give context also maybe about that. What, what happened with WhatsApp and the privacy okay, statement okay, okay. and even why even privacy online matters mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you have people saying i have nothing to hide and i feel maybe talking about privacy online why it matters and then what happened with the new um whatsapp and facebook policies we can just give that context first it's so i read the very first privacy policy when it came out and within days they changed it again so i couldn't go back to the original privacy policy that they wanted to release where they collected a lot more data than was actually obviously necessary. So talking about harnessing data. And it was also not clear if they can look into the um, into the chats or not. So it was kind of a, a very, and that's why now I've, I've, I've seen it on, on someone else's phone. They're very precise and they are educating people of what they're going to do. But also this is like only, only um, if you look at, at whatsapp itself when we would text each other then it's encrypted but as soon as i upload my chat to icloud which is uh, um, happening quite often just for backup reasons it's unencrypted so there is there is it's only like uh, what what's the point it's not a holistic approach mm -hmm. that's why i always say holistic approach is important when i upload it to icloud i still want to have it encrypted but that's not the case mm. um, so that's an important one and yeah, were, there were just quite a few things in the policy where it wasn't really, really clear and obvious how all of this is handled. And yeah, I, I could feel kind of a rumor in the community that more people are leaving WhatsApp. And uh, I also took this as opportunity and was asking my friends um, who were not on other platforms yet, um, do you want to switch? And at the very beginning in January, Everyone was like, yeah, maybe, I don't know, blah, blah. So there were a lot of excuses. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I did a training in February. And in March, I contacted all of them again. And 90% said, you know, I'm, I've already switched. Yes. So there was, there was... Telegram and Signal? Telegram and Signal. They're also not optimal. Talking about, uh, talking a little about crypto, diving a little bit into crypto. The main advantage of crypto is that it's decentralized. Okay. And there is almost no platform, no chat platform at the moment that's decentralized. One is uh, Elements, which is built on the matrix uh, um, infrastructure. This would be perfect. So everyone can run their own, everyone who wants to can run their own uh, chat server, which is still connected to the whole network. Mm. But um, yeah, it's just decentralized. Mm. And it's also end-to-end -end encrypted. So this would be the optimal solution. Okay. But um, I don't know if they have it now, but a few months ago, they didn't have voice messages and sending voice messages is like, is like yeah. no one would switch if you can't send voice messages. And we'll talk about it in the solution, but that's yeah. always the, the trade-off between having something, um, let's say ethical, decentralized, mm -hmm. encrypted and easy to use and with a lot of functionalities. Yeah. But just before, why, why, is, why do you think privacy online is important and even it matters? Because a lot of people still think mm -hmm. I have nothing to hide, I don't need privacy. Mm -hmm. the, I, I hear the no, nothing to hide and in the course I've created, I 
I basically have one chapter which is called nine plus reasons to care and I have nothing to hide or they already have all my data which is kind of uh, from both sides yes we have nothing to hide but if you look at surveillance if you look at the definition of surveillance from the from the dictionary it says surveillance is practiced when there is um, evidence that there is something happening so when we under surveillance we actually constantly um, being um, how to say being accused mm. that we might do something wrong mm. and it's just an energetic feeling that i don't want to have and like the energetic part is 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 one thing but the other thing is when i look at the uh, ai and i i know a lot of people who say you know i'm i'm, I'm on facebook but i'm not using it but still all your friends are using Facebook. So what's going on is also reflecting back on you through the artificial intelligence. Mm. And at some point, and I think one and a half years ago, no one would ever have thought about that, but it might come true that, oh, you're a friend of, I'm, I'm a friend of Alex and Alex is on Facebook and is doing some weird things like posting mm. of the light leaders and so on. So um, um, yeah, we don't allow you to come into this country and we don't allow you as well because you're a friend of him. So, and this is a very simple, uh, we know that uh, artificial intelligence uses thousands of data points, but this could actually happen at some point. Your data is correlated. And even if you have nothing to hide, you might correlate with data of someone else who whoever does not like. Mm. And then you're falling into a certain scheme. You're not allowed to get an insurance. You're not allowed to get a bank account, blah, blah, all of this stuff. So... I know this is kind of also the dystopian thing, but especially now, I think it's not too far away. Mm. That's why we need to have this awareness and pivoting in the right direction. Yeah. And so that, that's the main risk for you is, for example, Facebook having your data is that it there become some questions around it things you cannot do because of the profile you have on these platforms? I just always try to think ahead. And when we look at, at 10 years ago and now, mm -hmm. we, we, we've seen where technology um, has advanced into. And when we look at 2008, at the financial crash, and that it never recovered, it was just patched and patched and patched and now um, we are in, in a big crash again. Um, I'm just trying to look ahead of what, what would be better solutions, actually. <coughs> Sorry. Do, do you think the way the COVID situation is handled right now mm -hmm. is also a pretext to surveil even more? with, for example, the vaccine passports, the tracking apps, where we say, oh, it's because it's for your safety, so there's no contamination. Mm. But do you feel it's been, it's been used for the surveillance purpose by big corporations or governments especially? Absolutely, yeah. I think it's, it's like super, super obvious. So, mm. um, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, big yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's still a lot 
normally when you have a big change, people won't accept it. Mm. But when a change is creeping in slowly, mm. then people get used to it. And that's what this whole situation is about. People within the last one and a half, one, one and a half years got used to having like no freedom to go out when they want. Mm. And freedom is a natural right. So, yeah, and people got used to it. Yeah, that's, that's often the strategy is an emergency that creates fear with a new measure that's temporary. Mm. That isn't temporary. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seen it in airports after 9-11. Some people say even, um, you know how they check your temperature on yeah. the arm? Some people say it's to get people used to having a chip inside their arm and, mm. and being scanned. Yeah. Do you think that's coming? When I think about the future, I, on one side, would like, of course, want to raise awareness of what could happen. But on the other side, for me, it's important to create a future I want to live in. And having a lot of visions of how a cooperative future can look like. And all these stories that they keep telling us since years and years, like um, not enough like we like energy everything is centralized at the moment um energy is centralized like uh, electricity um if we put whatever kind there has been a lot of money going into all of these researches if we have, if we would have put the same money into distributed systems we would have everyone would have solar roofs but it cannot be controlled at the end of the day it's about it's about uh, controlling and so the way I want to create a future is, of course, this distributed thing. And if you, if you think about the whole, I mean, Mother Earth has enough for all of us to eat. And we are still like in this, oh, there is not enough to eat for all of us. We're not using it very clever. Mm -hmm. And most of the stuff that we buy nowadays is not, is not good for our body. But it's a whole system that is kind of fed yeah. from front and back and when you see a pharma company going together with a company that creates crops mm. it yes sasha stone was <laughs> in that chair talking about the scarcity economics yeah like the model of scarcity that was sold we just need to use it clever um and it needs to come from the people mm. because if i think if history has shown one thing if someone has power he has not given it away for free if you think about the french revolution you basically need to cut their head, mm. <laughs> like literally or <laughs> imaginative <laughs> in order to, to create a new society, a new earth that can benefit all of us. How optimistic are you that um, if you look at a potential more utopian new earth future, it would probably resemble a bit um, like what we're developing here in <laughs> Bali with people creating their own organic food and being into spiritual circles and trying to decentralize um, wealth and get more privacy and freedom versus a more dystopian future where we get very controlled basically mm -hmm. and, and we keep on going with the robotization of humanity. So we, I feel at the moment we have that fork in timeline and sometimes I'm very optimistic and sometimes less. Where do you stand? I feel you. <laughs> um, I think at the end of the day, it's always up to us and anything 
can happen. And there's also the Kardashev scale. Some, some might know about it, which, and I don't want to go into detail about the Kardashev scale, but he basically says, and he died recently, he basically says that it's a 50-50 chance between uh, humanity completely annihilating mm -hmm. itself or um, rising into what he calls K1, uh, in, into a place where we can live together in freedom and in peace. And I know it's, it's hard, especially with the news coming up uh, almost every day, but we need to keep in mind that all of these news are here to produce fear. Yeah. Because for example, I've had Michael Healy on that chair. He's uh, building systems on the blockchain so people can create their own token, but he also helped um, created the platform to raise money for Wikileaks at the time in mm -hmm. Bitcoin uh, because PayPal was freezing the donation account for uh, Wikileaks and Julian Assange. Mm -hmm. And to him, governments are already bankrupt. And mm -hmm. it's just only a matter of time since those more centralized powers have less and less power because they have less money, because they have less talents and many talents are already working for a more fair and decentralized world. Mm -hmm. So I'd be interested if that was your view or if you still feel like those centralized power are super powerful. They definitely appear super powerful mm -hmm. and uh, they control the minds and the media and the minds of uh, a lot of people. And that's why it might look frightening, but for me, when it comes to raising consciousness, it's, it's like a vibration, like a vibration mm -hmm. that we are, we are, we are uh, raising. And it also, it doesn't need like half of humanity. It only needs a pretty small percentage mm. of people. And it's like the water, it takes it, when you heat it up, it takes, it takes, it takes, and at 100 uh, degrees uh, Celsius, it's suddenly um, um, cooking. So, and, and creating all of these bubbles. So I think we're like at 1995 degrees Celsius at the moment, and we still have a, a while to go. Mm -hmm. But then when, when this flip is happening and the way I see what is happening, it's just unimaginable for us because it's, it's like a shift into a completely different uh, frequency, different uh, vibration, different perception. Of all, our, of all our senses, of all our organs, that brings us a lot more back into unity and into harmony with, uh, with the universe, actually. Mm. I'd love to spend the more last part, let's say, of that interview going into solutions mm -hmm. and practically give the listeners tools so they can feel empowered mm -hmm. uh, after listening to this to take back control of the data, of the privacy. Mm -hmm. um, so we talked a bit about solutions, like even to discuss, I know I've moved almost all my groups and communications to Telegram and it's not decentralized. I mm -hmm. think it's by default, it's not encrypted either. So it's not perfect. It's, I feel at yeah. least I don't get censored and mm. I trust them more. Like, well, what would you feel in that area are the best solutions at the moment? Mm -hmm. So creating my course, the the bottom line solution for me mm -hmm. is uh, using less technology. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, it's kind of the easiest and the hardest 
because we're used to using technology, but there's a difference between using technology, mm. like beneficial for us and being addicted to technology. Mm. And most of the time nowadays, I have the feeling that we are addicted to technology and not using technology. So really consciously using technology and there is screen time. If you have uh, whatever operating system you have, most of them provide the screen time mm. and you can see Sh the shocking truth. Yes. <laughs> yes when yes. I started using <laughs> something like screen time, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I got mine down on the phone at least between uh, half an hour and an hour a day. Mm. So that's that's uh, yeah. using also the Healy and and yeah. it, it, it takes time, but I'm I'm really... Uh, getting off of that so that was basically the biggest insight for me to get off of technology which mm. is also um, uh, very good for privacy because mm. if you don't have your phone with you no one can can track you basically mm. it's also when you think about the mask the mask is for privacy a good thing because it hides your face <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> if you think about it that way mask mm. and the and the hat no one can track you <laughs> <laughs> Just to give a positive aspect to the mask as well. <laughs> um, but talking about alternatives and there are different areas we can go into now. There are a lot of mm. alternatives out there. And in the course, I have a, one of the very first sections. It's in total 15 sections. One of them is dedicated to quick and easy privacy adjustments that everyone can do right now. And I just try to recall some of them. One is uh, don't use Google Chrome because mm. especially not with your uh, Google account because yeah, it's, and they stated in the privacy policy for better targeting you, they're basically harnessing all the data. I use the Brave Brother. Mm -hmm. The, the solutions that, that I use, I use a combination of Firefox and Brave and I use a lot of plugins with Firefox that kind of um, help with privacy, but Due to that, some websites don't work properly. Okay. So if this is really happening and I cannot loosen it up to make it working properly, I'm using Brave as a, as a second um, browser mm -hmm. where I don't have all of these plugins installed. But Brave is, regarding privacy, pretty good uh, mm -hmm. by default. So I have a combination of Firefox and Brave. And also the Tor browser is available and everyone can make up their own mind about the Tor browser because the actual Onion network was created by the military. So who knows how much is really behind it, but that's where also projects, um, 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 blockchain projects are really good at creating decentralized um, internet platform, basically, where you don't have a centralized server that's mm -hmm. storing your data, that's delivering the data, that's completely decentralized. The, the Loki network, for example, is one, is one example. And um, yeah, so the browser, then the next one, 90% of all the searches are going through Google. And you can lie on social media, you can lie on Instagram, you can make your happy smiley face uh, on all of these platforms. So when you're searching, you're honest because you want to know something. Mm. So the, on, the most honest way on the internet is when you're searching. And Google, by tracking all of your searches gets your true honest you so um yeah google has a and i even tried this with uh, with and they basically we you quickly touched on um these platforms or these these um tech companies they want to have your screen time they want to keep you addicted they want to keep you on yeah. screen because that's the way they make money and 
So they feed you with something you want to hear. They will never feed you with something that you don't want to hear because then you won't stay on their platform for long. And that's why everyone is also kind of, it's called filter bubble is going down their rabbit hole into their filter bubble. And I, I tried it. We, I was looking up with a friend, the same search term on Google and Google doesn't know much about me because I'm, I'm not using it, at least when it comes to, to the uh, Google search console. So I was typing in something and he was typing in something else. Like and the Bill Gates. <laughs> Bill Gates is. <laughs> and then... Um, Very different results. And then the recommendations he and I got were different. So they were really targeted. And some say, yeah, but it's, it's good that I'm, I, I get only what I'm interested in. But the question is, and that's why I also recommend when you search, I use vegan as an example. When you search for why veganism is good, also always search why veganism is not good. So you get both uh, viewpoints and uh, you get like both results and an insight to both things. Because if you, and also on search engines, you're not getting the truth. You're getting what you're searching mm -hmm. for. So you already see it's a lot to cover here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just using alternative, different alternative search engines for different mm -hmm. purposes. There's DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo, yeah. There is... Start page, even though start page, there was recently an investment by some not very privacy respecting company. So it's, it's a little bit questionable. Um, there is uh, MetaGear, which is a German um, search engine, but their mm. Germany plans a lot to basically put Trojans on all servers so they can sneak on everything everyone is doing. And one of the biggest internet hubs is in Frankfurt. So yeah. Mm. You um, talked a bit about decentralized internet solutions. Can mm -hmm. you speak about it? Uh, how centralized is the internet today? And I feel there's, there are qu quite some misconceptions about it. Mm -hmm. It depends. <laughs> a lot of the platforms we're normally using, like um, Facebook is centralized. It's one big company uh, or... Yeah, like having the, the internet in itself. The internet in itself is theoretically decentralized mm -hmm. because um, if I have my WordPress blog, it's, but also decentralization, there can be different terms of decentralized. When I look at decentralized in a, in a block uh, chain based chat, then basically whatever I'm sending is cut into chunks and mm -hmm. stored on different servers. Okay. So this is like blockchain super decentralized. When I talk about, I have a blog on, on WordPress running on whatever server somewhere in the world, mm. it's also decentralized because if they turn off the whole internet in the US, I still have my server in Europe running. Mm. Um, if they turn up the internet in the US, Facebook will have issues because it's like very focused on, on, the, on, on US. Can someone turn off the internet? Theoretically, I, I guess by turning off uh, the electricity, if you turn off the electricity mm. in the US, including all the generators, including all the extras, all these server farms that have a lot of backup okay. um, that runs for a while. Okay, so it's pretty decentralized. So it's, it's pretty hard to... Yes, yes, yes. Mm. But uh, the platforms we're using are very centralized. Mm. Mm. And the servers, right? And, and the servers are owned by just a few... Like Amazon. Uh, ...companies, yeah. yeah. Amazon. We saw it with Parler at the beginning mm -hmm. of the year, mm -hmm. where Parler 
So Trump got banned from Twitter, started talking on Parler. Parler started exploding on the App Store and on the Google Play Store. Mm -hmm got unlisted from both stores, so you couldn't have the app anymore because everyone's using either Google or Apple. Mm. And uh, um, Amazon removed their server so they didn't have a website for a while. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all of these few big tech companies just have a lot of power mm. to, to control the media, to control who is seeing what and who is defining what is true and what is not true. Mm. That's, that's talking about fake news. Who is defining what is fake news? Mm. And what is not fake news? And we're like talking about 8 billion people. We have 8, different, eight billion different worldviews. Mm. Listen to so, the fact checkers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Who is controlling them? So, mm. yeah. Thank you so much for sharing so many of your solutions. I guess mm -hmm. obviously the, if you want to go down that, the course is the perfect mm -hmm. uh, way to go. Are there a few other switches you'd like to talk about on mm -hmm. this episode? Yes, um, this is not uh, fully or specific to, to privacy, mm -hmm. but technology is quite intrusive also on our health because we're kind of using it all the time. And when we have screen time late at night, it's harder to sleep. And yeah. so consciously using technology, consciously um, also having no notifications because this instant gratification mm. through notification yeah. is whatever we do in life. And I also talk, there's a big chapter, maybe that's one last uh, very important thing, a big chapter on kids and technology. Kids are getting used to instant gratification. Kids are getting used to something happening all the time. And uh, a study found out that, pe that kids need to be bored in order to create attention. Mm. So if the, and when, when there, is, there is a TED talk called How Boredom Leads to the Most Brilliant Ideas. Really good TED yeah, talk. Yeah, I'll also have a look at that. <laughs> and, but when a kid is bored and is starting screaming or whatever, being, being annoying, and we give him the phone, he never, or the kid never um, uh, has the chance to experience boredom it's like anti-meditation practice yes yes exactly <laughs> and uh, then we're wondering why would there are so many attention deficit syndromes happening now so by by keeping kids with technology and we as as parents as as um we need we are responsible being an example it's like mm. don't smoke don't smoke don't smoke we cannot be on the phone all the time and tell the kids not to be on the phone. So it's our responsibility to uh, turn off the notifications, have rules like no phones in the bedrooms, no phone in the living room, no phone, no phone at dinner, no phone at mm. lunchtime, at breakfast and so on. So it's like really creating these rules to get off of technology and get, get back into a heart, socializing in a true social way. Mm. Yeah, that's so that's so important. I try sometimes even just going to the gym. I don't take my phone. Yeah. Getting used to being okay if I don't have my phone in my pocket. I wouldn't have brought my phone here today if I would have known the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, most of the time I'm, I'm using it for navigation. But other than that, I really try mm. to leave it at home as much as possible. Yeah. Also for the for the sake of my for the sanity of my mm. of me, <laughs> and there starts to be hardware also that helps. Um, I know you have a fair phone, yes, which respects more your privacy. You can yeah. hide the cameras. Mm. I have a clear phone, and so there are uh, more and more 
people doing also these these phones that are mm. uh, less addictive and respecting more your privacy. And it's also important to keep because we're used to getting everything for free. Like, but it's actually not free. We mm. are the product. Yeah. So starting to support these projects mm. and also I have a whole chapter on open source supporting open source projects. So whatever I use on my servers. Mm. I also support with a monthly mm. like monthly donation. I support these projects because it's important. Like Google and Facebook, they have enough money, but they make the money by selling our data. Mm. But this, uh, it, it's important if you want to have, if we don't want to have that, we need to support something else. Mm. So it's important to to donate to Firefox, to to uh, LibreOffice. Well, mm. there, there are so many options out there. And... Yeah, I, I have a whole list of all the alternatives in the course. Great, great. Yeah. Do you want to give um, maybe a couple more for around social media, video platforms, because I'm moving off <laughs> uh, Instagram mm -hmm. and YouTube deleted some of my videos. So do you, do you have, so I already used Telegram, but then to go a bit further into video, social media or equivalents of Instagram, do you, do you know some? Mm -hmm. So... For Instagram, I haven't found a good solution yet. Mm. That's the only platform where I haven't yeah. really found a good solution yet. Um, but I'm anyway. I'm not, not a typical Instagram user, yeah. so I'm, uh, it doesn't really matter to yeah, me. I like to post uh, my morning ice bath video sometimes, a little bit of yeah. lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's good for that. So it's it, it absolutely has its purpose yeah. and and uh, is 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 good for that. But. Um, Talking about YouTube, there is another uh, a decentralized open source platform. And when I look into solutions, I'm always going for decentralized mm. and uh, open source. So these two are important because only when it's open source, mm. then you can actually verify that what's stated in the privacy policy, what's stated in whatever terms and conditions is actually true. Because with all these big companies, we have no clue what the Google algorithm is doing. We have no clue what the Facebook algorithm is doing. Yeah, it's like there was a new new crypto called uh, Internet Computer, and they talked about decentralized internet, all that. And the code's not open. And it looks was presented at Davos, so it looks like actually a huge centralized way to control people in a g digital way, but masqueraded as a new, cool, decentralized internet yeah. crypto project. Blockchain doesn't necessarily mean decentralized. Mm. That's a very important, uh, and crypto doesn't, nece mm. doesn't necessarily mean decentralized. That's very important to, to separate. Yeah. Mm. So video platform? Uh, video platform, um, the one I found is PeerTube. Mm -hmm. You can also, again, you can use a server that's available or set up uh, your own server. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the hardest part at the beginning is, but it's not, there are not so many users as on YouTube. Yep. And there is, it is a certain barrier to get into, but have it was you, the same for Telegram. Have you looked into Odyssey by LBRY? I feel that's the most used in the, say, alternative information mm -hmm. circles. I haven't looked into that yet. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I personally don't use a lot of uh, social media yeah. because uh, yeah, I prefer to have the face-to-face the -face mm -hmm. social connections. And so far, this has been working uh, really fine for me. And uh, yeah, that's why I'm going less into, into mm -hmm. um, social media alternatives, but more into like still practical mm -hmm. 
um, solutions that we're using on an everyday basis. There's a whole mindset thing also with living. I went through it as I was leaving Facebook, which is all these connections. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like going minimalist and getting rid of all this old stuff in your house. There's an emotional connection and mm. a resistance to letting go of things of the past. Definitely. I think it's for me, it's also uh, leaving all of these old and I think the main the main part for me is the mindset. Mm. And when I think about do I want to support this platform, I always think for myself one simple sentence. Is this an energy? Is this something I want to have in the new earth mm. that I want to create that benefits all of us? And if I say, because if I, if I think do I want it now, it's always kind of uh, maybe. But if I think do I want to have it for a new earth, mm. that's supporting and benefiting all of us then most of the time the answer is pretty clear yes or yeah. no so i've leaving all the platforms where this is a no for me yeah that's good i think we're at an important time now where it's important to have people who have the courage to um, align their actions with what they stand for mm. and it's not easy totally agree <laughs> and totally yeah sometimes like dystopian utopian dystopian utopian <laughs> mm. Talking about the light leaders, for me, the light will win. Mm. If I always say the light will win, if I will survive it, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> but I've, and at the end of the day, everyone is always, oh, the, the fear is around death. Yeah. But once you've made peace with death, yeah. everything. What helps you make peace with death? It's. Like at the moment, we are on a, on a part of our experience and I always compare it to a little baby that's still in the womb. Mm. So you have 37 degrees, like cozy, warm. Don't want to go out. Yeah, you're being fed and like everything is perfect in there. Sometimes you have a little bit of rumbling around and so it's super easy. But what's happening then is you're getting kind of kicked out of this beautiful space and your cord to that space is cut so for the baby i'm pretty sure it's like dying but for us like being outside Mm. it's being born Mm. and whenever we leave or whenever i leave leave the planet Mm. it might seem like dying for those here but it's being born into uh, a new space whatever the new space Mm. is and talking about this oneness and this unity and and all of that mm-hmm. it's like yeah we 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 put so much importance on us that i don't understand and uh yeah i think that's the way how i made peace with uh, death because it's it's actually not death it's just another part of the road yeah i like the intellectual way you put it um makes me think of Osho talks a lot about Mm -hmm. how you can't really uh, live fully if you don't accept death too Mm. I guess a lot of spiritual masters on top of the intellectual concept I know you do breath work and uh, some spiritual activities Um, I know for me for example some buffo or uh, psychedelic experience helped it could be some very deep meditations too mm. uh, did you have like revealing experiences where you felt like dying and there was actually a nice expansion of consciousness and not something to be too worried about i had one journey actually that was absolutely beautiful that kind of brought me to source 
and to source and back. And of course, in everyday life, it's like, okay, you need to integrate that and you need to be able to, to fully live that. And it's not always easy, but having been able to see source once was like all of this stuff. And when, when you are at source, everything we're doing here is like, okay, they're having their fun and their problems <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, it's like, yeah, let, let them do their thing. It's like, um, it's, it's, it's nothing compared to source. Anything that's happening here is nothing compared to the source. cosmic play. Lila. Yes, 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 the cosmic joke <laughs> that's <laughs> happening here at the moment. <laughs> but it's true that then coming back here, I find that it really helps then to do what we feel is right without the fear and, mm. and, and be more brave in a way, which yes. I definitely want to acknowledge you for. I mm. think you're, you're Thank you. really um, putting to actions what you stand for and you're mm. very brave in, th in that way. So I'm super happy to have had you in Thank the you. light leaders i'd love to uh for you to share how can people learn more about mm -hmm. the course how they can follow you and a little conclusion you want to share with the listener mm -hmm. yeah we have the so my wife and i and a few friends we have the modern mystics collective and it's basically modernmysticscollective.com and yeah just look it up there are different courses and also my course with the title reclaim your digital freedom which is the, and the more technical term, holistic cyber privacy and security <laughs> um, is also up there. So you can look it up. There are a lot of, um, there's a lot of free content also available to get to know the basics and then you can dive deep into it. Thank you so much, thank Martin. You. And thank you for listening to everyone. I hope people will put into action straight away what we shared. I've gone through and I'm still going through these, mm. trans these transitions. And it's a little bit annoying sometimes. It's a, a, it's a transition, effort, yeah. But it's worth it. Same, same for me here. Yeah. And what I also say at the beginning of the course, my task is not to, um, to convert the sheep, but to wake up the lions in a way of, yeah, we see that something, and I don't want to say we see that something is wrong, but we see that we want to create something new. That's my, my direction I want to go. Mm. So it's really about creating the earth we want to live in. Love it. Thank you so much, Martin. Thank you. Thank you for taking some of your precious time to listen to this podcast. If you stayed until the end, I assume it was insightful. So if you like this podcast, please share with friends. Remember that if you tag us in your Instagram story at the Light Leaders Podcast, we will repost. Tell us what you've learned. You can also leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Now, if you want to stay posted about new podcast releases, especially as we get censored more and more on big tech platforms, make sure to join our newsletter and our Telegram. You'll find the links on thelightleaders.org. And feel free to contact me directly too, whether it's for feedback or potential collaborations. Thank you again, and let's co-create the conscious new earth together.